PFF NFL Daily. Today, it is the oral history of Urban Meyer's tenure <laughs> with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, we were we were workshopping some titles for this one, Sam. We could have done the, the highlights and lowlights of the Urban Meyer era, mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the oral history of the Urban Meyer era, but uh, either way, uh, Urban Meyer has been fired by the Jacksonville What about the, uh, the rise and fall of Urban Meyer? That's always a good one. The rise and fall. We'll see. I, I don't know which title you guys clicked on for this. I don't know what we'll decide upon, but either way, we're going to talk about Urban Meyer out, Daryl Bevel now, the uh, interim coach for the second straight year after replacing Matt Patricia last year in Detroit. Your initial thoughts on Urban Meyer being out in Jacksonville? Yeah. I mean, it had to happen, right? The the straw that broke the camel's back appears to have been the Josh Lambeau story that came out, which featured discussions about Urban Meyer kicking Josh Lambeau, which he described as a five out of 10 in terms of, you know, violence. Not like a not like a light tap for a joke, and neither did he run up and like boot him, you know, as far as he could, but somewhere in the middle, split the difference. Either way, not something you usually do. And while he did that, he was like, you know, make some kicks, dipshit. And this was in August. Like, this wasn't even, you know, like when it mattered. Hold on. Let me um, see. Hold on. Hold on. I got. Here we go. What do you got? I got Urban Meyer above the line. Oh, Lessons in leadership perfect. in life from a championship season. Let me see what page the kick the kicker. Yeah, yeah. What strategy. chapter is that in? Creating a uh-huh. culture is chapter three. Well, maybe it's in there. This was a that gift. sounds like where it would be. This was a gift. Yeah. So I actually, I had to write out a list of like all the things that he did in this. And, and this isn't even like, this is like the, the small version. This is just the important parts. I'm glad like somebody did it. Start to finish. He made it like 20 days before he did something catastrophic when they signed him. And then from that moment on, it's been a total and complete train wreck. I, uh, I tend to not go with the herd and overreact, right? So I even defended him when he mentioned... Uh, in the preseason, Travis Etienne. Oh, yeah, we're going to move him to receiver because he knows how to play running back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll defend not him. Not on the list, by the yeah, way. It shouldn't that's, be. That's I'm not just, even on my list. It shouldn't be, right? I mean, but um, I didn't defend him when he signed Tim Tebow, right? I never saw any light at the end of that tunnel that Tim Tebow was going to be co- come in and become a good tight end. But it really was those types of things. And then I also don't like to overreact to, like, the body language stuff and everything, but... Was there ever anything more obvious than, you know, him being like looking depressed on the sideline when he's down like three nothing in a preseason game? Like he just could not yeah. handle the emotional baggage that comes with being a coach. And, and it looked like it wore on him right from the get go. Yeah. I mean, when you're getting bummed out about preseason losses like that and this, you know, the latest defeat to Tennessee where he's just like, you know, slinking his way across the field, hands in his pockets tiny quick handshake to Mike Vrabel who was on his coaching staff at Ohio State and then just trudging off into the distance again looking like you know life was against him it was just ridiculous but the reason the Tim Tebow thing matters and people will be like oh that's crazy that's ridiculous he just took a shot on a guy that was talented like if you watch Tim Tebow's tape in preseason of him playing tight end it was a joke like he is the worst tight end I have ever seen in the NFL he could not do anything like he his real like 15 snaps and you had to get like 10 into the into the tape to find one where he didn't screw something up right it was an absolute joke and if you are one of the guys on that roster and you see this guy brought in and you're watching this day by day in practice you're like we are not what are we doing here this is not trying helping us win this is not putting us in the best situation to succeed this is not 
giving the most talented guys the best chance. This is something else. This is nepotism, or this is bringing in a dude that you liked back in the day for no good reason. Like this is undermining your credibility with the people in that locker room, as is basically everything else on this list, right? Go through the list. Immediately, your first screw up, you hire this strength coach from Iowa who has, you know, a history of apparently racist comments, belittling players, all that kind of thing. That became such a storm that you end up firing the guy before he basically even takes the job and you have to immediately backtrack and look like an idiot, okay? Not great. So immediately you're sort of like, you either didn't know, in which case your process is suspect, or you did know and decided that you could get away with it anyway and that you were just going to ride over the media storm. Either way, you look bad. Um, You know, after this loss in Cincinnati... Bails on the team, goes to visit family, gets caught like grinding on some chick in a bar who's not his wife, right? Every part about that is terrible. But the thing that actual NFL people had the biggest problem with was you bail on your team. Like nobody doesn't fly home with the team. This is something that every NFL coach does after every game. That the fact that he just left is ridiculous. Um, the, the acting like a child in preseason thing is on there. He told people, he told the media after he drafted Travis, Travis Etienne that he actually kind of wanted Kadarius Tony. you know? Like, <laughs> yep. again, this happens every year, right? People, you always want somebody else, and they got drafted. Like, the Cowboys clearly wanted one of the cornerbacks, didn't get him, drafted Micah Parsons, worked out great for them, but you, you don't say, yeah, we were, really, we were really looking for one of those corners, and it just didn't work our way, so we settled for this Micah Parsons guy. Um I told people that they made roster decisions based on uh, vaccination status, which, again, most teams are probably doing that, but nobody was dumb enough to say it out which loud to the press. an investigation. Yes, because you're not allowed to do that. Right. Uh, what else do you do? Allegedly, <laughs> just dressed down and ripped on the coaches. You know, you guys are losers. I'm the only winner here. Justify your resume to me. Even if he was correct in terms of being the only winner in the room and all those guys had lost... You hired them all. Like, who does that reflect badly on? Not them, it's you. Uh, what else have I got in here? Didn't appear to have any idea what was happening on game days, right? The mess with James Robinson, blaming the position coach for all that, having no idea whether Cisco had played more snaps or not in a given week. He played like, zero. just didn't seem to be... Right, just, well, zero on defense. He did right. play special teams, and it was never clear if he meant that or not, or nobody bothered following up because obviously at that point, everybody's just out to get Urban Meyer. But just start to finish, you have this like feeling of you're not the guy that's engaged and has a plan and is going to bring this, you know, going to turn everything around and lead us in the right direction. You're just the kind of dude who seems to think that because you won a bunch of, you know, national titles in college, you're going to walk on, walk out here Treat everyone like children, and that'll be enough. It, it isn't. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PFF. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, it's a laundry list of stuff. Where's the good column? Do you have the good column? We mentioned on the podcast. Uh, even his pay-per-view appearance with a- a- AEW. Could have used a little bit more emotion. You know, could have done a little bit more there. Here's the bottom line, though. All of the stuff you said, it's bad. It'd be bad for any coach. But the most important thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars is what happens with Trevor Lawrence. He's the future of their franchise. If he becomes good, the Jaguars become good. And if this is the environment that Trevor Lawrence has to be developed in as a rookie, it had to happen. It had to happen sooner yeah. rather than later. That's why we're here. If this was any other team, it would be bad. But now you're talking about the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, has to have this. He just has to have a fresh start with someone not named Urban Meyer. So it all had to happen because of everything you mentioned, plus everything else. Right. And that's another thing in his negative column, right? Is that he took this generational talent, the next Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway, and has him looking like crap through the first 12 games of the season. Like, okay, maybe that's not his fault, right? Maybe Trevor Lawrence just wasn't going to hit the ground running the way everybody thought he was. But the fact that that's happened on top of everything else is another negative in his column. The one final thing, the one final negative I've got, apparently... He just left. Like, he just bounced from the building. They, uh, Daryl Bevel said that he left last night before last night. He left Wednesday night um, before the team meetings, right? He just, they'd, they'd obviously gone on the phone to him and like, Urban, it's not working out. We're going to go in a different direction. Pack your crap and get out of here. And he just left. Nobody, he didn't tell anybody. He just didn't show up to the meetings, left them to it. Nobody knew what happened until late last night or late on Wednesday night when everybody told him. He, in in 100% absolute form compared to everything else he'd done this year, he just bounced from the team once they told him he was gone. Like, that, I think, just sums up the tenure, right? The, the NFL NFL Network has to redo their Worst Coaches of All Time show with, you know, I think Bobby Petrino is number one. Lou, this rivals it, though. Yeah. Like, this rivals Bobby Petrino's tenure. Bobby and Petrino, actually has a worse record in 13 games. Bobby Petrino, Lou Holtz with the Jets, I think they were one and two and urban is up there. Um, yeah. And it's similar to Petrino who just like wrote a note and was like, see you guys back to college. I go. Right. Um, I also think that I also think the McDaniels for Denver deserves a spot in there. It wasn't as disastrous and it took longer, but Denver was coming from a much higher baseline than Jacksonville who already sucked when they hired urban Meyer. My big question for you now is like, what, what do I do with my book? Well, it's a collector's item now, right? Yeah. I might, uh, maybe we'll give this away to one of our lucky <laughs> listeners. You can get this just like the Bill Polian, uh, How to Not Build a Dynasty book for, by Urban Meyer. Do as I say. Yeah. Let's rename it. Do as I say, not as I do. You need to, seriously, you need to start like going through that and pulling out quotes and just tweeting them now. Oh, those will be hot. Those will be hot, That's what right? I'm saying. Seriously, you find the gems in that and just start tweeting them out. All right, I'm on it. Anyway, Urban Meyer out in Jacksonville will have much more on the Jaguars situation this offseason as they're looking for a new coach. It's the PFF, NFL Daily.